Welcome aboard for another edition of State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch, and I'm joined by my co-hosts on the program, John Spataro and Ryan Fisher. Oh, we do have to talk about another Bears debacle, but before we get into that and our picks for the week and other fun stuff we got planned on the program betting-wise, I want to turn it over to our Vegas insider, Ryan Fisher, because, Ryan, you really cleaned up last week, and it's been a good three-week run for you on the program. Yeah, we've hit that part of the year where there's enough information out there to uh, sort of swing people one way or the other, and usually I go against the way that most people have gone. And uh, so it's a good time of year for that. Uh, we're 3-0 and last week. I easy one with the Chargers over the Packers. I had a feeling that was just going to be a tough spot for Green Bay. Also had Houston over Jacksonville. We had that nice trend for us over in London. And then uh, Carolina pretty solidly against the Titans. They were in control for most of that. So 3-0 and last week. We're 8-1 and the last three shows. Um, so stay tuned for the best bets at the end. I, as far as the Bears, we'll talk about them and the lines. I, I don't know if I have a handle on them. So we struggled there. But uh, the, the real plays at the end of the show were on a good run, and hopefully we'll keep it, keep it going this week. John, why don't you update the listeners? I know it was an up-and-down week for you in the week that was. So tell our listeners how you did last week. This might shock you guys, but the uh, fade myself strategy that I employed last week to get me off of the skid uh, it, it didn't work. I went one and two, went in Buffalo covering 10 points against the lowly Redskins. The other two games, I said, looked too good to be true. Uh, the Chargers and the Broncos were both getting points at home, and both home dogs made me look stupid. As I took the road favorites, the Packers were minus four, the Browns were minus three and a half, and they got in both of those games, uh, setting me home with another one and two weeks. So, Ryan, I'm happy to hear you're eight and one. I need to just, uh, you know, swallow my pride and follow you, or uh, I think I have to employ the double fade yourself, fade yourself this week and try to get back on track. I'm, I'm, I'm really in a sore need of a, of a big week. Well, John, I'll say this. The dollar gamblers out there that are listening, I, I think when it comes to gambling, it, this is probably not the best advice financially, but I think when you're a gambler, you have to think like John Starks did when he was like two for 19 against the Bulls one time in the 90s. Hey, Shoot your way out of it in John Starks' case and in the gambler's case who's struggling. Just gamble your way out of it. Keep betting on games and eventually, hopefully, we all hit some winners when we hit the skids like that. But I got to brag a little bit because I was also 3-0 and last week. Jason Gotch here with you. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers plus one against the Colts. That one I got lucky. You got to thank Adam Venetieri for missing that field goal like way wide left. And that allowed Pittsburgh to win that game by two points. I also took the winless Dolphins plus three against the Jets because the Jets are awful and that game was in Miami. Miami was an outright winner. And also, as the lock of the week, took the Ravens plus the three and a half against the Patriots and they were outright winners. So three and oh with the best bets. But unfortunately for me and the local team, the Chicago Bears, I took them plus the points against the Eagles and that did not work out. So that leads us, guys, into... The Chicago Bears, who before we had a hard time figuring them out, but Ryan, I'm going to start with you on this. It just seems that offense is dead. Uh, Matt Nagy seems lost at times as the head coach. I can't believe we did shows about Mitchell Trubisky 
being a possible NFL MVP, but a lot of people talked about that, and he's as far as you can get from uh, that level of play right now. So give us your take on last week's Bears game, Ryan, and uh, talk a little bit about their game against the Lions coming up here on Sunday. Is there a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home, and the total's 41-and-a-half? I think the Bears are the, the the perfect proof of that in the offseason you need something to talk about, so you'll talk about just about anything. And despite what you might have seen at the end of the previous year, all that sort of fades away. Um, yeah, the Mitchell Trubisky talk, which I thought was sort of foolish, is foolish, was foolish. Um, you know, Matt Nagy, I just the, the way they've handled things the last month uh, just really makes you wonder where the leadership is, both you know in the in the coaching office and also you know in the locker room. You know, all this talk about, you know, guys tweeting and, and too much outside noise and the TVs and ha- just all of this stuff, which has nothing to do with anything. But yet this is what the Bears are talking about. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a dumpster fire. But, you know, I'm the kind of guy who when it's a dumpster fire, I'll I'll dive in because I know there's, there's something, something hidden in there that no one else is going for. So I'm not complete, like, you know, unlike John, he crosses teams off the list and the Bears should be crossed off the list at this point, but I'm not quite crossing them off. Um, I mean, they were awful last week. Leading into this week, though, you know, and the Lions have been solid all year, but because they're the Lions and Matt Stafford's a good quarterback, but not a great one, they, you know, they, they sort of give it away when they have chances to, like last week against Oakland. So, I mean, it's the battle for the bottom in the NFC North, but it's still not a bad bottom. Two pretty good teams. The one thing I will say is uh, the Detroit defense gives up a lot of rushing yards. They've given up at least 120 scrimmage yards to a running back in every single game this year, except for one. So if they can just sort of pound the ball, the offense could break through a little bit. Of course, I said the same thing last week about Trubisky against the Eagles secondary, and that didn't happen. So we go the other way this week, and we say if they can run the ball, I have no idea on the spread. The Bears are favored by two and a half. I'm not paying any attention to that. I'm not playing that at all. I'm going where I went a few weeks ago when everyone was on the under against the Bears and the the Saints, and that game went over quite easily. And uh, same thing's happening here. The total open at 44. It's all the way down to 41 and a half. Everybody and their brother and even their mother is on the under in this game. Bears are going to score some points this week. Lions always score some points. They've given up the run game. They just throw the ball now. And uh, we're going to have an over here. I, I feel pretty good about that. I think we're getting to at least 44, 45 with maybe more. So there I am, put, jumping into the dumpster fire, putting my faith in the Bears offense, scoring some points, and going with the over this week. Some great insight there from our Vegas insider, Ryan Fisher, on the Bears and Lions and what's going on with the Bears and also the Lions as well. So, John, I turn it over to you. Uh, you get a feel for this game at all? It's tough with the Bears, and like Ryan said, it would make sense for Matt Nagy to run the ball this week against the Detroit defense that is not good against the run, but this is Matt Nagy, and you really at this point can't count on him to do the right thing very often. So uh, what's your feel on this one, John? Well, Ryan took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say the over is probably the most attractive play on, on this board. Uh, the, the spreads of these games are just too hard to predict uh, because if you look at that game like last week against the Eagles, that was one of the worst offensive halves of football that I've ever seen. And and I'm talking about the first half. And then in the second half, Mitch actually did his job. He he got them 14 points and and brought the game back to life after it seemed to be over at half and the defense let him down. They couldn't get off the field with uh, whatever it was, four or five minutes left to go in the game. And and the bears really 
never had a chance, even though Adam Shaheen uh, fumbled that kickoff away. They only had 20 or so seconds to score, so I don't really consider that a good chance. So I'm, I'm down on both the Bears' offense and the Bears' defense right now. I don't think they're playing at the elite level that they were last year, and I don't think that they're going to be able to prevent Matt Stafford from uh, doing what he wants to do uh, in the air and and on the ground. I think that the Lions have a decent running game as well this year. So uh, I like over 41 and a half. I'm considering playing that as one of my best bets. Uh, but, you know, for this team going forward, I, I know I've said it over and over again, uh, the, the, the spreads just have no interest for me. It, it's really too tough to bet on if, you know, they're going to be able to score uh, in, in two of the three quarters or one of the four quarters or however many times they get chances in, in the red zone and beyond, uh, they're just too unreliable. I just have no feel as to as to who's going to step up. Uh, the, the receiving core has been inconsistent all year. Matt Nagy seems to not want to run David Montgomery as much as it seems that he should from a, you know, just a fan's perspective, but probably, you know, his teammates as well. So uh, the inconsistent offense is going to keep me away from playing any uh, likely any money lines, but definitely any spreads uh, from here on out. But I love, love, love the over. Ryan, like I said, you took the words out of my <laughs> mouth. And one last thing. I know that Mitch Trubisky asked to turn the TVs off in Hallis Hall. I, he didn't say anything about the radios. Mitch, if you're listening, you stink. John piling on Mitch Trubisky for his team the Chicago Bears but I'm with you guys I I like the over too but since you're both playing the over I'm gonna go ahead and play a side here for the listeners and I'm gonna say I'll take the Bears minus the two and a half for in part one of the reasons that Ryan said the Lions can't stop the run and I think even Nagy figures out at this point he's got to run the ball and secondly the Lions just find ways to lose games over the years, and including this year, and I think in the end it'll be a close game, but the Bears will win it by three or more. So I'm taking the Bears minus three. Gentlemen, it's the time of the show, and we do our bet it or drink it segment. I give John and Ryan each $20, and I take 20 bucks of my own money for myself. And we analyze a long shot play. This week, it's a fun one, because I'm going to make you guys decide if you want to make the following bet or you want to take the 20 bucks to the bar and buy some drinks. So, John and Ryan, here it is. The Bengals are the last winless team in the NFL. They're 0-8. Will they go winless? It's plus 750 that they lose their final eight and go 0-16. Of course, the Dolphins won last week because the Jets are just woeful, so that means the Bengals, as I said, are the last winless team. And here's their schedule. There are some games on here that I would think they should win, but I'll give it to you guys. Home versus the Ravens this week. Then they're at the Raiders, they're home versus the Steelers, they're home versus the Jets. They're at the Browns, home versus the Patriots, at the Dolphins, and then close it out, home versus the Browns. And of course, Andy Dalton got benched last week during the bye week for the Bengals, and now Ryan Finley, the rookie, is going to be starting a quarterback. So Ryan, the Cincinnati Bungles, going winless, you put it down on that plus 750 to 20 bucks to try and win some money. Or are you going to go ahead and just buy yourself some drinks? <laughs> well, I need to do both because if I'm betting on them to go winless, then I need to watch the games, in which case I need some drinks in order to do that. But uh, from, you know, from the probability point of view and the, and the way we're going to go, if I was going to bet the Bengals to go winless, I would not take the plus 750. I would simply bet the money line against them each and every game for the eight games and roll it over. 
and I'd get a better return than the plus 750. I'd probably get at least plus 1200, maybe even plus 1500. So double the money. So if I was going to take that 20 bucks, that's what I would do. But I'm not going to do that. The Bengals are not 0-16 material in the NFL. I mean, it's only happened twice. The Lions and the Browns, and those teams were 0-16 material. Uh, the Ryan Finley move, I actually like it. I mean, Andy Dalton, we've been, he hasn't been good for years. He's just been okay, good enough to keep his job. Why not use the second half, find out if you got anything in Ryan Finley, which they most likely do not. But, again, and can he, he's not going to be that much worse than Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton wasn't good. He wasn't awful. And Finley is going to have some awful games. Um, but he's going to have a game where they're good enough. I think I think the Bengals are going to win at least two. So yeah, I'm going to take the twenty bucks. I'm going to I'm going to drink it, and then I still don't have to watch the Bengals because I don't have anything on them. <laughs> All right, John, are, are you joining Ryan at the bar to buy those drinks? Are you going to bet that the Bungles go winless? Ryan, make it a double. I'm joining you at the bar. I'm I'm really not uh, interested in in watching any more Bengals football uh, than I have to this season. But I know somebody who would take this bet, meaning that they would go winless. Marvin Lewis didn't the Bengals, you know, perennially compete in the AFC North. And yeah, I know they never made it real deep into the playoffs, and they were always kind of underachievers. But he leaves, and this team just completely falls apart. I, I, and as much as I agree with you, Ryan, that they're not Owens team material, they're possibly, you know, 4-12 and 12 material or, or worse than that. I, I hope they beat the Jets. I hope they beat uh, the Browns one of the two times that they have to play them. And, and that Dolphins game in there, too, might be the, you know, the toilet bowl of the year. I think we should treat that like Super Bowl Sunday and, you know, have that be the Sunday or Monday night game so that everyone could watch those two bad teams fight each other. But, yeah, I'm not touching this one. I'm, I'm going to use the money to buy a drink. Uh, there's just not enough return there to, to force me to watch all this Bengal football. And Jason, I think this is the second time you've done this to us. Is you put us in a situation to watch the winless Dolphins and now the winless Bengals. Uh, you, you must really enjoy, you know, our, our pain and, and having us watch some really futile football on, on both sides of the ball. If you're a fan of the NFL, John and Ryan, you are too, both you guys. You can't just be watching the good games. You got to take the bad teams with the good as well and watch the entire league. So, yeah, I did this a few weeks ago to you fellas. I asked you about the Dolphins going winless. Didn't happen because they beat the Jets last week. I have to watch the Bengals regardless, fellas, because my wife is a Bengals fan. She's from Cincinnati originally. So I will join you at the bar and drink because it's about the only good thing to do when Bengals football games are on the TV. And they're going to win a game here. Look, two against the Browns, who are terrible. At the Dolphins, I don't know if they win that one, but the Dolphins are bad. They got the Jets, who might be the worst team in the NFL, with the Dolphins and the Bengals included. So, yeah, the, the, the Bengals will do this. They will win just enough to cost them the number one overall pick into a tongue of Iola because that's exactly what the Bengals do. They always break their fans' hearts. It'd be a great year to get the number one overall pick. Won't happen for them this year. They're going to win at least one game, I think two or three, when all is said and done. This is State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. It's Jason Gotch along with John Spataro and our Vegas insider, Ryan Fisher. More coming up, including our best bets of the week.
Welcome back to State Lines, where we get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois, along with our Vegas insider Ryan Fisher and John Spataro. My name is Jason Gotch. Well, fellas, it hasn't been good for the Bears this year, but there are a couple teams in the NFC North that are doing pretty darn good, the Packers and the Vikings, and both of them have pretty interesting games this week. Let's start off with the Packers. They are at home against the Carolina Panthers, and the Packers in that game are a a five-and-a-half-point favorite, and the total in the contest is 47 right now. So, Ryan, I know you're a Wisconsin guy. Why don't you start it off here? Uh, Give us your thoughts on this one if you think there's a play for the gamblers. Yeah, this is a tough one. I've I've had my finger on the pulse of this team pretty good this year. I felt they'd struggle against the Eagles at home, and they did, and they lost. And I thought they would struggle last week in L.A., and they did, and they lost. Um, This is a weird one. They've got a bye next week, and then coming out of the bye, they have a game in San Francisco against the 49ers. Uh, The Panthers have been actually pretty solid on the road other than the debacle out in San Francisco where they got absolutely crushed. And Cam Newton's now on IR. Kyle Allen's the guy. It's his team. Uh, The Packers, it's it's a little bit of fool's gold in the fact that their defense since week four has actually been in the bottom five in a yards per play category, and that's that's not a good thing. That's not what you want to hear. Um, Christian, they've struggled against the run a bit, so Christian McCaffrey could have a real big day. Um, it's just a, it's a tough one. The Packers' offense got Devontae Adams back last week, but that actually did not help them. You know, Rodgers has been doing a great job spreading the ball around a few weeks before that, and all of a sudden Adams comes back. It's his main guy. So I think they're still figuring it out. I think it's going to take them a little while to figure it out. I'm I'm staying away from this game. I'm not going to play it. But if I had to, if you forced me to, um, I would I would probably take the Panthers plus the points. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. But again, I I don't feel great about it either way. I, I'll probably stay away. And uh, where I'm really looking to see what the Packers have is coming out of the bye when they go to San Francisco. Um, but they certainly don't want to go in on a two game losing streak. So they've got all the motivation. Uh, but it's it's a tough spread here. It's kind of right on. I think the five or five and a half is, is the right number. John, what about you? Any thoughts? I know you like to pick the Packers games at times this year. You seem to have a pretty good read on them. What do you think about the Packers and the Panthers? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to stay away from this one, too. I, I do like the Panthers. I actually like them a lot in that game against the 49ers where they got shellacked in San Fran. But uh, nonetheless, I, I think this is a pretty good matchup for uh, you know, both running backs. Uh, I like Aaron Jones and I like Christian McCaffrey to have big games. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Carolina. I think uh, Kyle Allen is is playing well. I, I think now that he's got uh, the shadow of Cam Newton away from him and, and knowing that he's not going to come back and, uh, you know, disrupt what they have going on, I think he's going to play even better. Uh, but there's still not enough for me here. I, I, I maybe would consider putting uh, you know, the plus 200 money line on the Panthers. But I think the Packers you know, really had high expectations going into L.A. last week, and they really just did not show up. And And I really think that they're going to look to get back on track. I am going to go ahead and take the Panthers in this one, guys. It's not a best bet of mine either, but Carolina needs this game. They're 5-3. and three. They don't want to fall to 5-4 and four on the year. I don't know if they're going to win it, but I think they keep it close, so I'll take the 5.5 points with the Panthers at the Packers. Late afternoon game, 325 Central Time kickoff on Sunday afternoon. It is State Lines along with me, Jason Gotch, and my co-hosts, Ryan Fisher and John Spataro. Let's move on to the Vikings and the Cowboys. The Vikings are getting three points in the Sunday nighter down in Dallas, Minnesota 6-3, the loss in KC last week. 
Uh, the Cowboys on a bit of a roll, but albeit a, a win against the Giants last week where I, I think John, Ryan, myself, and eight guys off the street might be able to beat the Giants the way they're playing football these days. So, uh, Ryan, let's start this one off again with you. Uh, the Vikings in a big battle for the division. It looks like a two-team race in the NFC North with the Packers. Uh, how do you feel about the Vikings' chances plus the three? The total's 48. Yeah, in a week where, you know, the, the, the slate isn't great, uh, as a little aside, I'm here in Nashville. I get to go to the uh, Chiefs-Titans on Sunday at noon, so I get to see some Patrick Mahomes in person, hopefully. It looks like he's going to play. Uh, one of the guys in the NFL you definitely want to see in person at some point. But other than that, the slate's pretty slow until you get to that Sunday nighter. Then you've got Vikings-Cowboys, and then the Monday nighter Seahawks-49ers. And both of those games are huge games in the NFC, kind of shaping up where things are going to you know, go and be in mid-December. So big game for the Vikings on the road. I uh, kind of feel like we're going to learn a little bit about our guy, Kirk Cousins, except we already know. So that's that's my problem. I've seen some people touting him for MVP and, and these things. He's put up he's put up a great stretch of games. Um, but now this is a big one. So you've got Kirk Cousins on one side, who I don't trust. You've got Jason Garrett on the other side, who I don't trust in big games. Either one. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this Sunday nighter. I think I think anything could happen. Um, the Cowboys need it more, though. You know, the, the Vikings are still in pretty good shape, even if they don't get it. Dallas is fighting for the division. Uh, Cowboys need it more. Jason Garrett at home. No, I'm not going to take that either. I'm just going to go with an under on this. I, I can't trust either side. So I'm taking the under. We're looking at 47 and a half or 48. Uh, so that's the way I'm going to go, and I'll turn it on and, and just uh, – Hope to see Kirk Cousins do what he does and Jason Garrett clapping away on the sideline and not enough points being scored. <laughs> John, what's your opinion on this contest? Do you have a thought for us on Cowboys and Vikings with that spread in the total? Yeah, I think that last week was the battle of the contenders between the Patriots and the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. This is the battle of the pretenders, in my opinion. I think both of these teams have made a lot of noise and have a lot of attention on them. Ryan was talking about Kirk Cousins being a, being an MVP candidate. I think that's ridiculous. But I also think the Vikings have been playing you know, some decent football. They won four games in a row before they lost uh, in Kansas City last week in a pretty close and, and really tight game. The Cowboys, to me, just seem like a good offense and then a, a coin flip on every other side. Uh, of the ball. It, it doesn't really seem like they're destined for a deep run into the playoffs the way that they've been playing. I, I have to go back to them losing to the New York Jets. I, I think I will never get over that and continue to hammer that fact to anybody that tries to forget it. They lost to the Jets already. That Monday night game they played against the, the Giants wasn't spectacular. It just kind of seemed like the Giants were falling asleep in the second half and let them kind of take over. So uh, although I like this game from just a, a, a fan perspective and watching this, I also really like the Vikings in it. I, I, I think I'm considering, again, making that one of my best bets. I'm, I'm not sold on the Cowboys whatsoever. I'm not sold on any uh, NFC uh, East team, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sit uh, to sit back and and watch uh, you know a, a decent game with some decent offensive weapons on both sides of the ball and hope that the Vikings can uh, find a way to cover three points. All right, fellas, it's that time in the show the listeners have been waiting for. We give our best bets. We each give three picks overall, the three picks we like uh, for the week, and then we narrow it down and give you a best bet out of those three. So Ryan, who's eight and one in his last nine plays on the show over his last three appearances, was three and zero oh last week. We want him to stay on fire. Go. 
Well, we're going to put it to the test this week and talked earlier about I like to dive into the dumpster fires and find something valuable on the bottom. So we're going to do it with a couple plays. We've talked about them a lot. The Bengals are terrible. They're 0-8. Ryan Finley coming in. Uh, third or fourth round draft pick, which is not where you want a rookie quarterback to be. Getting 10 at home against the Ravens. I'm on the Bengals. They played the Ravens about four weeks ago. They only lost by six, although looking into the game, they should have lost by a whole lot more. But I like the trend when, when two divisional teams play and they, they play for the second time, especially in a, you know, in a close time period. The scores tend to be lower, so the under is probably a good look here too. But so staying in a lower-scoring game, getting 10 points is a lot. The Ravens off the big win last week against the Patriots. It's an obvious letdown spot, maybe too obvious, but I'm taking the Bengals plus the 10. Uh, our host has talked about how terrible the Jets are over and over and over and over again. <laughs> They're at home getting points against the Giants, who we also know aren't all that good. I'm going to take the Jets. They're going to score some points this week. I don't like betting on Adam Gase because he might be the – well, you know, he is the worst coach in the NFL, um, and he'll be gone at the end of the year. But we're going to take the Jets here. They're not going to lose them all. I think this is one that they're going to win. And then the last one, we're going to go to the Monday night game. Uh, the big game, Seahawks and 49ers. Uh, the total's 46.5, 47. Probably get it at 47. And uh, we're going to take the under there. Uh, a lot of points being scored back between these teams the last few weeks, but they actually play at real slow paces. Um, I think, you know, the, the 49ers have had a historically good uh, pass defense so far this season. So the Seahawks may have to run the ball a little more than they've had to the, up until now. Um, 49ers are going to run the ball. It's going to be a slower pace. I think the total is going to stay under 47. All right, Ryan locked in with his best bets of the week. John, the floor is yours. Thank you, Ryan, for teeing me up. I'm about to do something I haven't done all year, but as I said at the beginning of the show, I'm employing a fade yourself, fade yourself uh, strategy this week to try and get back on track. I'm actually going to take the 49ers in that game as a six-point favorite at home. I've been burned by them enough times already this year to realize that that is a really good team. And you mentioned what I was going to say. They, they're really good against the pass, which to me is the easiest way for the Seahawks to beat you. It's Russell Wilson making his plays. And, uh, you know, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. But I think he's going to find it tough uh, to put enough points up on the board to beat um, the, the 49ers on their home field. So I, I actually like the, the Niners winning by a touchdown in that game. So I'm going to take them. Uh, as as six-point favorites uh, all the way on Monday night. I am going to take the Vikings plus three. I talked about that in the previous segment. I just like that game. I, I don't like the Cowboys at all. I think the NFC East is the worst division in football. I don't like anything that I've seen from any of the games that I've watched them play. And I, I think it's time to, to really consider the Vikings and the Packers in a two-horse race uh, for the NFC North. So I like that attitude. I like them coming off a tough loss in a game that they felt like they probably should have won in Kansas City. So I like the Vikings uh, with the three points on the road in Big D. And then finally, I I'm, I'm going to go even farther back to something I said I wasn't going to do this year. But Ryan, you've, you've rubbed off on me. I I'm, I'm done checking teams off the list. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins as my best bet to cover 10 and a half points in Indianapolis. Uh, Indy will be without Jacoby Brissett, likely. Uh, he was hurt in, in last week's game, and, and really they didn't look too great on offense after that happened. So I, I think they're going to struggle to score. I think the Dolphins are still going to lose by a pretty comfortable margin, 
but 10 and a half, possibly 11 points, depends on where you're looking, is enough for me to put the Dolphins on the board for the first time this week, uh, excuse me, for the first time this year, and hopefully this, uh, this new me and new strategy will produce some winners. So to recap, I like the 49ers covering six points at home against the Seahawks, the Vikings on the road in Dallas three, and my best bet of the week, the Miami Dolphins covering 10 and a half points, excuse me, the Miami Dolphins plus 10 and a half points in Indianapolis against the Colts. I like that John, even though he struggled last week, he actually has a strategy and he can employ it. Matt Nagy, the Bears coach, could learn a lot from John where he just kind of drifts here and there and you never know if he even knows what he's doing on the sideline or during the week getting his team ready to play. That, of course, being the Chicago Bears. But it's Jason Gotch to wrap it up here. I actually like some plays that John liked. I like the Vikings as well, plus the three in the Sunday nighter down in Dallas against the Cowboys. I think Minnesota bounces back and they're likely to win that game, but I think cover regardless. So give me the Vikings plus three. Give me the Seahawks plus the six. I think the 49ers are due for a bit of a letdown. Seattle's a good football team with a great quarterback in Russell Wilson, so I think they'll find a way to at least keep that game close. Give me the Seahawks plus six. And I'm going to join Ryan at least. Ryan had it as best bets. I'm going to do it as the lock of the week. I'm taking the Bengals plus the 10. It's a great spot for them. They're off a bye. And the Ravens had as big a win as you're ever going to get last Sunday night against the New England Patriots. they got to go on the road and play in Cincy. I don't think the Bengals are winning, but they're going to cover that spread. So that will do it for another episode of State Lines. For Ryan Fisher, who I know is going to enjoy watching Patrick Mahomes play in person when he attends in person down in Nashville, the Titans and Chiefs game this week. John and I will be watching the games on TV. John Spataro, our other co-host with me, Jason Gotch. Enjoy the winners, and we'll talk to you next week.